This message is brought to you by Croydon Tabernacle, a part of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Our mission is reconciling the individual, community and the nation to God. Be blessed as you listen. Let us rise up and uh, sing this song. Um, thank you, Jesus. Jesus, lover of my soul. Jesus, I will never let you go. You've taken me, you've taken me from the miry clay. You set my feet upon the rock. Now I know. Let's start again. Say, Jesus, lover of my soul. Jesus, lover of my soul. Jesus, I will never let you go. And you've taken me, you've taken me from the Mary Clay, from the Mary Clay. You set my feet, you set my feet upon the rock. Now I say I love you, I love you, yes I need the Lord, although my world may fall, though my world may fall, I will never let you go, my Savior, my Savior, my closest friend, my closest friend. And I will worship you, I will worship you until the very end. Say I love you, I love Tell him that you need him, I need Although my world may fall, though my world may fall, I'll never let you go. My Savior, my Savior. My closest friend, my closest friend, and I will worship you. I will worship you until the very end. Say I will worship you. I will worship no matter what until the very end. I will worship you, Lord. I will worship you until the very end. Lord, we just want to say thank you this morning. We declare our total love for you, O Lord. That no matter what, no matter the situation, no matter the circumstances, that we will always worship you. Nothing will take our voice away. Nothing will take us away from you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that you will continue to strengthen us in the mighty name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, as we listen to your word this morning, we ask Holy Spirit that you yourself, you will minister your word to us. And let only your name alone be glorified. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name, we pray. Please, let's welcome our neighbor as we sit down. You are welcome again into the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. In the presence of the Lord is where you find joy. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstances. 
no matter what the enemy is saying, in the presence of the Lord, that's where you find permanent joy. The joy that God gives does not, it, it, it doesn't fade away. You know, the joy of the Lord is permanent. The joy of the Lord is real. You know, it's not fictitious. It's not something that will happen now. Then in the evening, it evaporates. No, it's, it, is, it endures. It stays there. And that is the only place we can find joy, in the presence of the Lord. And we want to thank God for that. We thank God for that privilege of letting us to know that. In the book of Luke, chapter 5, 1 to 11. Luke, chapter 5, 1 to 11. And it's a story that we all are very much familiar with. Luke, chapter 5, 1 to 11. He says, so it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Genesaret, and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and lay down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will lay down my, the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great, a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both, filled both boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John and sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said, Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. They forsook all and followed him. You know, we are all very familiar with the mission and the vision of the redeemed Christian Church of God. You know, we all know that our number one priority, our number one vision, mission, is that we want to make heaven. And that it is not only us that want to make heaven. You know, we want to take as many people as possible with us to heaven. And uh, because of that, you know, a lot of things were stated in the, uh, in the mission. There are churches in Nigeria or on, on, on underdeveloped countries. There are churches will be planted with, within five minutes walking distance. And uh, in developed countries, uh, churches will be planted within five minutes driving distance. And um, to achieve number one, it says that holiness will be our watchword. You know, when I was reading, this is a passage I love so much. When I was reading it, you know, it brought that back home to me. That 
we all have a duty to perform. You know, we all have work that God has given unto you and her to do. You know, and this assignment is very, very crucial. And again, you know, it brought me again to think about the statement, the mission statement of Croydon Tabernacle, you know, which is reconciling the individual, the community, and the nation back with God. You know, if you look at all this, all these things put together, you will see that it's not far from what Jesus has said that we should do in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. That we should go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You know, we see all these two missions, you see, all of them are just geared towards what Christ has given to you and I. Not only to the apostles alone, not only to the people who are, who are pastors or people who are general overseers, but to each and every single child of God, people who have given their life to Christ, is that we should go out there into the world and, and preach the gospel. And, and, and that makes us to continue to think deeper. That even in the community of clothing that we have, are we really, really doing that? Yes, God is helping us. We are doing the best we thought we can do now. But look at the issues we've been hearing now. You know, Brother Ba was talking in the minister's meeting this morning, saying, saying that, you know, that it's even no longer news. When you hear that young, young people are being stabbed, young people are being killed. Now, when they are saying the news, now they will just say it under one minute. And after one minute, they jump back to Brexit. They go back to saying something about other things. So it's as if that doesn't really matter anymore. So it now makes me to continue to think that, God, how are you going to help us? Because this cannot be from you. No, this is the plan of the enemy, the plan of the Satan, to continue to save our young ones. You know, the, the, the story of Peter here is very, very crucial. You know, Peter, Simon Peter, he, he was just there on his boat. You know, they, they've toyed all night, they caught nothing, they were just about to go home, cleaning their nets, cleaning their nets, and Jesus just came. Jesus said, okay, please, just draw your boat closer to the sea, I mean, closer to the land, so that he can use the boat as a pulpit to speak to a multitude of people. Man, Simon didn't hug you, he just draw the boat out, Jesus stood on it, or sat on it, and he began to speak the word of God to people. And after speaking the word of God, you know, Jesus just turned to him, and Jesus told him to launch out into the deep. You know, Peter now began to think the way normally that we, I would think. You know, the way that some of us would think. You know, the first thing would be, ah, no, this. Remember this man, he was a professional fisherman. So he was thinking in his head, ah, all night, the best time to catch best fishes will be in the night. Ah, uh, you know, this time, what was this man saying? I've toyed all night, I didn't catch anything. So why, you now, you now said, at your word, he will do it. Then he did it. And the Bible says that he caught great many fishes. He caught great many fishes. You know, the, the, the point I want us to note there today is in that verse, in the verse, um, yes, let me just go back to the, to the place quickly. In verse 7, he says, so they signaled to their partner. 
in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats. So they began to sink. She just brought that down home. That our work to preach out, to preach the gospel, our work to reach out to the unreached cannot be done by one person. Cannot be done by, done by one denomination. All of us need to work together as partners. It cannot be done by only the head of department or the ministers. It cannot be done by only, only the people who know how to preach or people who know how to share tracts. You know, we are all in these things together. You know, the first thing is, is, to, is to call for, a, for partners, for people who will work along, alongside them. You know, I was thinking about it again. Do you know that if it had, if it had been more than one boat, they called, if it had been 20 boats, all those 20 boats would have been filled with fishes. You know, they could have had a lot more fishes. But the partners came, and together they worked. And at the end of the day, the, those two partners too, they were the sons of Zebedee. Both of them, the disciples of Jesus Christ at the, at the end of the day. So for us to be able to carry out this assignment, we need to work together as partners. We need to work together in, as one, in unity. And believe me, one thing that the enemy will always try to do is to make sure that we are not united. And once he sees that we are not united, he knows that nothing can happen. He knows, so he's happy. He will just go somewhere and sit down and start drinking tea and coffee. Because he knows that, oh, those people are already cashed them. They are not united. So my, my prayer for us this morning is that we will, we will identify the work that needs to be done. Quickly. Because time is no longer on our side. Time is no longer on our side. You know, as a church, even in this community, I know, yes, God is using us. We have been doing a lot. But we can do a lot more. And for us to be able to do that, we need everybody on board. Everybody has to contribute one way or the other. If people cannot go out to share tracts, yes, you can encourage in another way. You know, some people can be in the house praying for people who is out there evangelizing, they could specialize that time, maybe 30 minutes or one hour, to be praying for them. You know, I, I, I happen to belong to, um, to the street pastors in, in, in Bromley, in uh, Beckenham. So one thing that fascinates me about that is that anytime we go out at night, you know, before we go, some ministers, ministers in the borough, some of them, one of them will come and pray with us. So even as we go in the night, throughout the night, they continue to offer prayers. Prayers for us. You know, that's, that is, if that is a way where other people can come in, yes, you can come in that way. Because effectual, fervent prayer of righteousness, the Bible says, they availeth much. So we all need each other to do this work. We need one another. We need to be united. You know, we must not bow to the pressures of the enemy to, to disunite us. No, we need to recognize, we need to see what the enemy wants to achieve by making us not to be in unity. Because he wants to destroy, he wants to kill. 
And he's already doing that even in the community that we are in. And we need to be very, very careful. We need to be very, very sensitive. And know this work that we have been called to do. You know, was it on Friday or on Thursday that um, one of the prayers is that we, we pray for the, for the nation during the fasting? You know, do we? Do we wake up every day to offer prayers for the nation, for the community we are in? You know, is it a daily occurrence for us? You know, those are the things that we need to be looking at. Those are the things, you know, we need to work together as a team. In Amos 3.3, remember, the Bible says, can two work together unless they are agreed? Can two work to- We have to agree. Yes, at times, disagreement will come. But as children of God, we need to sit down together and iron out, work out our disagreement. Why? Because of that goal, because of that purpose. Because of those souls that are perishing. No, because we need to reach out to them as quickly as possible because time is no longer on our side. You know, a lot of innocent blood are being shed. And may God himself continue to help us so that we will not just be complacent. We will, not become, we will see each other as partners, as a team. You know, they work together, they caught great many fishes. Great many fishes. No, that's, that was the first thing he recognized. He needed someone help. And at the end of the day, the four of them they became apostles of Jesus. Remember again in, uh, in Genesis chapter, was it Genesis chapter, um, chapter 11? In the Tower of Babel, Genesis chapter 11, you remember verse 1 to 9. You know, the people, the people they wanted to build, they, they just thought, okay, uh, let's build this tower, let's to reach heaven. And the, even God came down in verse 5. He came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one and they, are all, and they all have one language. That is the power. If we are united, we can do anything. Even God recognizes that. That when there is unity, this thing we are calling the knife crime that, we, that we've prayed, nothing, it seems as if nothing is happening. You know, the, the crime among our young ones, God will help us. God will give us inspiration. God will give our young ones inspirations to be able to go out there and combat this, this antisocial behavior. You know, God can do it. When God knows that we are all in, in one voice, we are all united. So God came down. He said, oh, these people, ah, they're going to build this thing and come and see me. Ah, oh, I, have to, I have to disorganize them. I have to separate their language. You know, he had to spread them all over the world. How can he do that? He has to create a different language. So when we are united, we can, we can achieve anything. You know, the Bible says that the house that is divided against itself, what does it say? It's not going to stand. Thank God that God is making our house to stand. But we need to watch out. We need to watch out that we are not part of the people that is causing this unity. We need to watch out. This is the time for us to rise up to the challenge, to rise up to where God wants us to be. This is the time for us to forgive one another completely, not partially, not 99%, 100%. 
to let go. This is the time for us to know what is at stake. Because what is at stake, you know, lives are being lost every day. Life that could have heard the word of God. So we need to work together as, past, as partners. We need to work together as a team. So that at the end of the day, it will not be only us that will make heaven. We will take as many people as possible with us to heaven. Which is our goal, which is our mission. We will reconcile people who have, who have never heard about God back to God. We will reconcile the community back to God. You know, it will be something that is driving us every day, that we are driven by every day. It is, will be something that we are committed to every day. That is why, by the grace of God, I'm excited about this December's uh, evangelism in, uh, in We Gift. Please, let's, let's, let's look forward to that. Let's see it as another opportunity as a church and mass to go out there and preach that gospel and, and win one soul for Christ. You know, if, if we start to, to count, you know, to how many souls we've won, let me even ask my, how many souls I've won in my lifetime? In my life, lifetime, I didn't say this year alone. No. In my lifetime, maybe I can count it with my fingers. And it should be more than that. Should be more than that. No, God has saved you and I for a purpose. Not for only us to make heaven. But to take as many people as possible with us. My prayer is that God Himself will continue to help us. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know, in the book of Psalm 37, Psalm 37, verse 5 to 6, we're going to use this to pray, but we'll talk about it a little bit. Psalm 37, 5 to 6. Uh, I, I put it down in, in message, message version, if you have it. Psalm 37, 5 to 6. It says, open up before God. It says, keep nothing back. It says, it will do whatever needs to be done. It will validate your life in the clear light of day and stamp you with approval at high noon. We should open up before God. I know the challenge that some of us are facing is that yeah, I have this, I have that, I have this problem, I have that problem. How am I going to cope with the challenge to go there and win souls for Christ? You know, there is someone who can help, who is ready, readily available to help, that is saying we can open up to him. You know, if you are having challenge with forgiving somebody, it is important we go to somebody who can help us. We open up to that person. Because it will be wrong for the trumpet to sound now because of that unforgiveness. And we, could, we didn't make heaven. We couldn't make heaven. So the person who, is, who can help, he's saying that we should open up to him now. He said, open up before God. We should not hide anything from him. Our fears, you know, what we thought was not going to be possible. You know, what we thought, how am I going to be able to forgive this one? It's, it's, this is not possible. If we open up to God, that's a way God will help. 
that by the time God, you know, God come true, you will know in your spirit that God has done it. I've experienced that a lot of times. By the time I speak to him about it, he will just, he will just fizzle out. You know, you, you will know in your spirit that, that God has come true. So he's saying that we should open up before God. He says, keep nothing back. Nothing at all. All your fears, all your successes, all your failures, all the things that, is, you know, that you are not sure about. If you don't tell me, he knows about it, but he wants you to say it. You know, that shows humility. Talk to him about it. He says, he'll, he'll do whatever needs to be done. Whatever needs to be done, he will do it. He says, he will validate your life in the clear light of day and stamp you with approval at high noon. This is the word of God for us. You know, we should not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. And I've said this before. The thing that the enemy has come to do is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. It is up to us. Jesus has given us the mandate. He has given us the mantle not to allow the enemy to do that to us. So it is left to us whether we want to allow the enemy or not. Jesus is, is ready at all times to help. To help to suit our pain. You know, to help to, 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 even in our finances, in every area, in our spiritual life. He's, he's, he's all ever ready. Remember that's the reason why he came to die for our sin. To die for you and I. He specifically came for that. He doesn't want us to suffer. You know, all those suffering has been nailed to the cross. All, all of them. Not single one remaining. So if we now go back to the cross and pick one that we shouldn't pick. Let's leave everything at the foot of the cross. Let's surrender all to him. He's ready to help. No matter what. No matter the challenge. No matter the situation. My prayer is that God himself will continue to help us. In the mighty name of Jesus. We will be builders, not destroyers. And all of us will work together as in one. In unity. In unity. Because united we can do anything. We can achieve anything. All this mission, we can achieve it more, even more than these missions and visions. We can achieve more. My prayer is that God himself will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. In our lives, in our homes, in everything that we lay our hands on, it will destroy the plan of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. His hand will be upon us in the mighty name of Jesus. Please, let's rise up and pray. Let's rise up. Another psalm that we read earlier, it says, open up before God. Please, I'm begging us, I want us to open up before him this morning. I want to, I, you know, I have a lot of fears. As you are looking, I have a lot of fears going on in me right now. But I've, I've opened up to him. And I will open up to him again. Please, let's open up to God this morning. Please don't let us keep anything back. 
Let's trust him completely. I don't know what, is, what it is that you want to open up to him for. Please, I'm begging you in the name of God. Let's open up to him. Let's see what he will do. No, he's ready to help. He's ready to help. He says he will do whatever needs to be done. Whatever needs to be done. Then first we have to open up. And we have to keep nothing back. So please, let's open up to him this morning. Let's ask him for help. Lord, I need your help. Lord, you can see through my fears, even as I'm standing here. Lord, I need your help. Lord, you can see what my desires are. My desires is to, is to love you more. Is that all of us, we will make heaven, we will take as many people as possible with us. You know, my desire is, how, Lord, how do you help us? How will you help us to bring this to pass? Lord, please help. Oh, Lord, help. I have no strength. I have no ability, no, no strength of my own. I know my strength cannot do anything. I need your help. Is it concerning life partners? Please open up to him. Tell him, tell him about the way, exactly the way you are feeling. Tell him. Is it concerning any of your child? Any of them or your children? Please talk to God about it. Is it concerning your settlement in this land? The Bible says that the Lord, it, 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 it takes pleasure in doing good things for us. He says it will establish us permanently in this land. That is the word of God. I believe in that word of God. Please, just talk to him about it. Tell him about how you are feeling right now. You know, the feeling that has been there a long time, that's refusing to go. Please ask him for help. Ask him for support. Please don't hold anything back. Don't hold anything back. He's ready to help. He says he'll do all that needs to be done. Everything that needs to be done, he said he will do it. In that Psalm 37, in verse 4, he says, delight yourself also in the Lord. He says, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself also in the Lord. He says, and he shall give you the desires. Whatever you are desiring, he will give it to you. Is a good news version? says, um, make, be happy. You know, let, let the Lord be the source of your happiness. Then he will give you what your heart desires. So let, let, please talk to him. Talk to him. He has everything at his disposal. Please. Tell him about the fact that as from now henceforth, you want to let go what is holding you back from being an effective partner. You know, in, in, in our work with God, in our, in our vision and mission to take these nations for God, to bring reconciliation back to this community, you know, to individuals in this community, and to the niche to this nation. Please ask God 
to remove all those hindrances, all those things that is not allowing you to do that effectively. And please begin to think about your area of strength that you can use to support. Some of us, God has given, God, God has given us great wisdom that even the things that we say, we just begin to work. No, these are the things that God wants to use for his kingdom. The wisdom, the word that you speak, you know, the, the comments you made concerning whatever the church needs to do, they are very important, they are very crucial. So let's ask God for help. Ask God for help this morning. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we are grateful to you. Lord, we magnify your name because we know you are a good God. Thank you because we know that you will continue to help us. We want to get to where you want us to be. We want to fulfill that great commission, that mandate that you gave to all of us in our own capacity, the best of our capacity. Lord, I want to do it to the best of my capacity, my ability. I need your help. I need your help. We need your help, O oh Lord. Please, Lord, help us. As we surrender all to you this morning, we lay everything at the feet of the cross. We ask that, Heavenly Father, you yourself, you will send help to us. From your sanctuary, from your sanctuary, from above, oh Lord, you will send help to your children this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. And all glory will belong to you. All honor will belong to you. And all adoration will belong to you. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Thank you for listening. We hope that you were ministered to through this message. If you have any comments on this presentation or would like to contact us, our address is 38 to 40 Parsons Meet, West Croydon, CR03SL. To speak to a member of our team, you can call us on 0208-688-466. Our website address is www.croydontabernacle.org.uk. Thank you and God bless.